Who's that director? Oh, wait, we're live. We're live. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Watercooler, episode number 178. Today's topic is external WordPress resources. We're going to go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. We're going to start with Chris. Chris, tell us about yourself. Hi there. My name is Chris Summa, and I blog over at chrissumma.com. I'm on the Twitters at, at chrissumma, and I help run the San Diego WordPress meetup here in North County. Nice. George, what about you? I am George Fias. I like to build shiny things. I work on Jetpack and VideoPress, and we just had working at Lancaster this past weekend. So, uh, good things. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yes. Not really California. You know, the one that has a it's, word camp. It's very different. It's a very two, two very different towns. <laughs> yeah. Jason, what about you? Oh, hi. I'm Jason Foster. <laughs> I work at WP Engine. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at, at Booga. Oh, awesome. 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 But you, Robert? Uh, I'm Robert Gilmer. I founded Shiny 9 Web Design. We're at Las Vegas, and I build stuff with WordPress. Very cool. What about you, Russ? Uh, my name is Russ. I run WordPress Las Vegas, uh, WordCamp Vegas, and I'm very excited to talk about other things than internal WordPress. I like external WordPress. Sweet. Sarah, uh-huh. what about you? Hi, I'm Sarah Weefald. I'm the production manager at Zeek Interactive. I am the facilitator of the OC WordPress design meetup, which meets tonight here at Zeek Interactive. And I'm also the minister of propaganda for WordCamp Orange County 2016. Very Hollow. Cool. And just generally a minister of propaganda, I would like to point that out. <laughs> what about you, Say? Oh, hello. I'm Say Reed. I make WordPress, love WordPress, preach WordPress, teach WordPress. At Say Read Media on all the things. Mwah. Steve, what about you? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve Zenkin. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Were, were you just watching the printer right there? He <laughs> <laughs> was on a very important business call when you yeah. disturbed him. He was on his corded phone. Hey, he was, those he was printers are shady. Call. You can't trust printers, okay? <laughs> Exactly. I'm Jason Tucker. You find me Jason Tucker on Twitter. I blog over at jasontucker.us and wpmedia.pro. So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, where to find help online, where to uh, externalize yourself on the interwebs and find information about WordPress. Right, Steve? Steve, Uh, what's the definition of external? (laughs) Externalize? External faith. Just, Just give it. I don't think we need to look at Wikipedia for that. <laughs> so the, 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 the topic at hand today is a little bit about where to find help in WordPress, like where to find, where are the resources that are out there on the internet that people can look for to get this information, or maybe out in the meat space where they actually go and see people and maybe have a coffee or a drink or maybe, something. Maybe we should start, start by discussing when it's time to look for external resources. Wait, can we talk about what internal resources means? For okay. Students? You I would be the internal resource. You, you're it. I'm an internal resource at WordPress. Okay, so. never ask Say, just go look elsewhere. <laughs> Wait, what? You've got better things to do than deal with your questions. Say, we're talking about when you're working on your oh, own site. Back. When you're working on your own site, you are the internal resource. Fair enough. Um... So if you're asking internal like questions like to yourself, you may w- have problems. You mean like other than the forums at WordPress.org, or you literally mean outside of your own brain? We're, 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 let's discuss that. 
just I'll say WP beginner and then like go get some coffee. But Steve, no. you're the one that's supposed to tell us what we mean. You're in charge of definition. I am. Why are you not defining our terms here? I'm happy to. When I think of well, resources can mean many different things, right? So when I think of resources, I'm thinking of talent, right? So so programming talent, design talent, people. Those those are resources. But that's not the only resource we've brought up so far on this on this very telling, water cooler. Well, so when I think about word or resources, I think about things that are in the in the community and things that are outside of the community. Like clearly I go to somebody who I think, you know, a Chris Lemma or a Bill Erickson when it comes inside of WordPress space. But when when I think about something external, like how do I do something else, there might be somebody better even though they're not in the WordPress space. So according to Wikipedia, a resource <laughs> is a source or supply from which benefit is produced. Okay, so when I hear resource, I actually don't hear talent, and that might be because I work by myself, um, and I'm a freelancer like that, so I don't think, let me go to my team or whatnot. Plus, there's but many untalented of, resources. In terms of internal or external, and in the WordPress space, um, I would like to just say that uh, Morton Henderson, who does the um, videos, the WordPress videos for lynda.com, is fairly in the WordPress space. He talks to WordCamps and whatnot, but that is, he does some great videos on lynda.com, and I refer most of my clients to that as a place for videos because his explanations are very, um, very on point, and um, he also has a great accent, which is very soothing to listen to. And he's also a water cooler contributor. Yeah, so does that count as internal? I don't know, but he... <laughs> It's not in within the WordPress.org sphere. He's not like on the forums necessarily. It's Lynda.com. So I don't know. Does that I mean, count? when 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 I was learning the the you know sort of a guided self-taught WordPressing, and even still when I'm trying to figure out how to do things, um, having strong Google foo has been my my <laughs> my greatest ally, and just kind of knowing knowing how to craft the perfect Google query so that it just returns how to do the thing. Well, I, I think you're dead on, Sarah. I, I think that you start by finding resources by having something like the codex that says it's not called a category, it's actually called a taxonomy, and now you know how to search by taxonomy, and you mm -hmm. get better query results inside of AltaVista. Right. And also, I mean, like, if you're working... <laughs> exactly. Be because okay. 90s retro is so now. Geek um, joke, geek joke. But then, you know, when you're... Oh, that for you. And it's also just kind of knowing who the people are in the yeah. community that do that do the thing that you do. Like when I was um, experimenting with with Genesis, um, every every was Google thing. We all had that experimental phase. I would yeah. say that was at college. That's, that's college. It's college. Um, it didn't take. <laughs> no, it didn't. But you know that. Like every time a Carrie Dills or Bill Erickson search result came up in Google, it's like, oh yeah, I am familiar with these people. I'll I'll read more of this. And of course, it turns out that every answer to anything Genesis related that you could ever need ever, and then some, is all on their sites. That's true. So That's true. I know that someone <clears throat> joked about this, uh, but in all seriousness, I do tell folks if you're if you're stuck on something and you don't know how to figure out what you're trying to do. Uh, if you don't even know the right words to use to ask the question, so you're, you're just kind of left with, ah. Um, I route a lot of people to, if you're inclined towards learning via video, I, I recommend WP101. 
um, which has incredible resources of walking people through things when they don't even know the terms. They don't even know what they're asking for, and so they just kind of step through some of these videos and they go, oh, it's called a category. I didn't even know I was talking about a category. I was just saying those list of things on the side. Yeah. Uh, so so WP101 is a great resource for that. And then if you're if you're at the point where you know the terms, but you still don't know how to do something, uh, WP Beginner is a great way to get um, to get answers. And so what I tell people to do is when you go to do a search, write whatever question you want, and then append space WP Beginner at the end of it, um, which will help you very quickly get um, we we get the right answer. We did this at at a WordCamp where I, I was doing intro to WordPress, and we just had the audience ask different questions, and we just put it into the browser with WP Beginner, and every one of them had an answer over there. <laughs> I think I, the, the thing I really like about WP Beginner is that not only they have kind of two types of answers for most questions, and a lot of times they are answering the question with a plugin, which for um, people who are beginners or just basic users in general, that's really what they're looking for. They want their solution to be answered with a plugin. They don't want the solution to be answered with code, which is what you get a lot of the times when you just do the Google query or something like that. So WP Beginner will answer it with a plugin, explain how to use the plugin, and basically that's now a vetted plugin that is a, that solves that whatever problem you have and then uh, shows you how to use it. So I think that that strategy that they have employed is really useful for users or WBGamers, which is very on brand. Even even when they do write code, they're actually showing you the code that actually works, which is different <laughs> than if you go to say Stack Exchange and you have different people writing code and you're going. Uh, yes, that answer is right, but that answer is wrong, but that answer is right, right? And so you end up with a lot of code that you don't know. It's not policed, right? And so um, WP Beginner is edited. It's managed, and it's well, staying current. And it's current. Well, yeah, they keep it current, which is very, very great. Well, what I was going to say is that they even take the time to say, this is, you know, this is what or how a for each loop runs. Like, you know, line number three starts it. Line number four starts this. They take the time to break it down, and they're not just saying copy and paste this, and hopefully it works. It is I think what Chris was getting at. Yeah, sure. And you need to be careful because there's a lot of resources. Even like the WordPress Codex is has a lot of really bad examples. And old uh, examples. Like, yes. So old. Maybe out of date or recommending. Uh, deprecated functions sometimes. I mean, uh, that's the downside of having an open system that anyone can just like log in and say, here's an example, is that they're not necessarily audited and some of them could do really naughty things like printing out get variables right onto the page and opening yourself up like to that security you exploits. But that's also the problem with, with SEO is somebody can do SEO on, on something that you know was used 10 months ago and that article is going to come up even though that somebody wrote better code but you know mm -hmm. it's on page two you know mm -hmm. so that's the that is actually the reason that sometimes the Google foo is not enough because you're getting coded answers and because a page that exactly what you just said is indexing well isn't the right answer, even though everyone's going there. So Google thinks, oh, everyone's going here, so it must be right. So maybe the question is right, but the answer is not right. Yeah. And that is really, um, can actually cause a lot of problems on sites when people are just like, you know, pasting code in or trying to get into their theme or their back end and have no idea what they're doing. And, and I actually, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I actually think this brings up a good point where if you are learning how to do something new, you need to be breaking things. 
and then figuring out how to fix them. So on a production somebody, or a yeah, just not in production. Just not on production. <laughs> you know, get yourself a desktop server thing and, and do the thing. Well, but, I actually, you resource so, for that, by the way. I don't know if any of you have used WP Stagecoach for staging sites. It's actually a lot easier for users and beginners to do that to, to set that up not, not than the WP desktop engine. server. Not, not, it's not easier than WP Engine. Don't get me started no, on that. Cost per go. So I think if you're if you're at the stage where you have several sites and you are uh, doing a lot of that kind of work with with staging, I think WP Engine is a fantastic solution. Um, if you've decided alternatively to go with a three dollar a month host uh, that doesn't offer staging, some do but that doesn't offer staging, or a $5 a month host that doesn't offer staging, WP Stagecoach makes that available to you um, without, without like, having to learn everything under the sun about local development. Um, it makes it really easy, just straight from the admin, no code necessary. So for those users who are not paying, you know, for the WP engine rates or even dealing with anything remotely related to desktop server and local versions and all that stuff just blows up their minds, WP Stagecoach is just all from the admin, super easy. So then you can break things. You can break things there, and break all you want. Try out that new code, and then bring it over when it's when it's right. Learn by white screening. So, but <laughs> at the same point, um, WP Stagecoach pricing wise is either like four months, four bucks a month for a single site. If you add four bucks to what you're currently paying for your hosting account, uh, maybe it's worth getting a better hosting account that does offer it. Sure. Yeah. So what about meetups? <laughs> well, trying to get the conversation back on track. Well, well that's I, great. I, I, meetups, uh, meetups are excellent. And in fact, there's a meetup happening tonight in Huntington. <laughs> Plug. And, yes. And that's what I was saying. When I, when I first heard this topic, <clears throat> my, my mind went right to, um, I've got a WordPress site. I'm not a developer. I don't care to be a developer. Where do I find people to just come work on my site for me? Yeah. So where An external to... resource. Leave your house and go talk to people. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, or even go hire, find someone who can do what you want, and you can hire them. I, I find that people really do struggle to find qualified WordPress folks, and that, that's a great way to do that, even if you're not just getting help but actually hiring someone. Excellent. Can't you just get Amazon to drone somebody, somebody to your house? Like, it is not a thing already? <laughs> we don't live in Seattle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, um, but, so, uh, but, but we're but we like you know meetups are great for either finding someone that you can hire out to you know do a piece of a website or do all of a website for you. Um, I feel like I learned how to WordPress at meetups. I just kept showing up until things eventually made sense to me, and then I started actually doing the things that we talked about, and now I make websites. But you were also find, uh, able to find people to work with, right? Whether you yes. need to hire out for design or code or you know. Things or like to that. be hired by. <clears throat> Correct. Look, yeah, yeah, it's like, true. You guys so, know each other because of of that, and so your both of your teams is a stronger team because of because of OC WordPress meetup. Yeah, I mean, Steve, oh, you made a few cool. hires. You made a few hires from the meetup. I have. Let's, so, uh, so let's be very clear to everyone. Uh, Steve runs a meetup just so he can hire. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. If, if you're if you're struggling with hiring problems, but there's no meetup in town, spin Label. up your own meetup, run it, and then do your own hiring. That's true. So, so at, at WordCamp Vegas, um, we had an open discussion where 
um, anybody was allowed to answer a question. It wasn't just like we were localizing or, or saying that this panel is smarter than everybody else. And we started experimenting with that in our Vegas WordPress meetup group. And I think it showed all the members in the group that, yes, I organize it, and yes, Robert speaks at it, and yes, we have people that are dedicated to making this group what it is, but it doesn't mean that they are the only people who know WordPress or that they are the only people you can ask for WordPress advice. And I think that really opened up a lot of different WordCamps to show off just the members or, or all the attendees. It wasn't just like, you know, Kareem Maruki's the only person you can ask. He's the best person you should ask, but you can ask other people when his line is, like, out the door. <laughs> the, the thing to note about any open forum where anybody can, can answer the question is there needs to be a moderator, right? Because when someone gives the wrong answer, and there are many right paths to get to the same destination, there are also some wrong paths that will not get you anywhere near where you're trying to go. Um, is you, you, just, you just have to have a monitor in, in place so that you can say, uh, well, that particular approach might not get what you were asking for, and, and shape it. Because the one, the, one, the one challenging part is when people get really askewed or wrong information, uh, and it just derails their, their journey, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. True. <laughs> well, Helping so people that, though, what, speak, what about, I feel like this like so memorable, and you, we were all just like, yes. <laughs> what about resources other than meetups, like uh, online resources like Upwork? Well, so to that point, you know, there's a lot of places where you can go, like Fiverr and whatnot, where you can go and get people to do, like, little bits of code and whatnot. But the benefit those have over uh, – or the benefit that the meetups have over something like that to get someone just to do some work for you is that they are um, – they're part of a community, and so they're not just this person, you know, who's not necessarily vetted by anybody or whatnot. So there's accountability, and there's, you know, there's a community there, so there's a level of safety in that, as opposed to just handing over your site and all your credentials to someone who may, you know, or may not be actually, you know, qualified. Because anyone could just say, yeah, I can do that. And, and a lot of people do that and the then shop it out to another person for even cheaper, you know, because outsourcing, you know, everyone does that. So if you're doing it within the community, there is not only are you building that community and your own resources, but you, you have that level of accountability that I think can be really important for someone who's doesn't know what it is that they need and so they don't know how to check if it's been being done correctly. The other the other way to think about accountability is if the marketplace that you're using is a marketplace that re restricts or enforces certain accountability as well. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hire uh, WordPress work out of out of Fiverr, but I would out of Codable. So if you look at Codable.io, um, there's a there's a, a process for bringing on board talent. There is a uh, there's kind of an oversight in terms of managing the project. There's an oversight over how billing happens. Um, so it's a it's a it's the upsides you get from being able to hire, you know, little, little bits of work here and there um, while not the, facing all the risks that Say was just talking about, which are real risks, right? You, you hire a stranger and you give them keys to your website, they can do lots of things, right? So you want some, you want some in infrastructure to support what you're doing there.
Well, well, and, and there well, are downsides to hiring off of Upwork as well. As well, I, I, I so think before you hire somebody, though, you, you need to be very specific in what you're trying to do. You say, "Hey, I have a child theme with these plugins, and here's what I'm trying to do." Or else, no, no, you can hire the best person to do the work, but if you don't give them all the tools, they have no idea where to start or or what they should actually be trying to accomplish with the code you hired them to write. But let's let's not totally discount Fiverr for non-coding types of tasks, right? So if you need something like data entry or voiceover narration, Fiverr's making a guy dance like Chris did, or a puppet <laughs> popping up and saying how great your product is. Who does? There's a. I just um, found a, a new site at this conference I was at called Scripted, where you can. Add, it's like a marketplace for content writers. It's really oh, nice. pretty cool. I would definitely check that out. Scripted. If you, if you actually need content, um, because it's actual writers writing content, ghostwriting content. So, um, Steve, that's that's for you. Yeah, what's, what's the... Uh, can I borrow two cups of content? Say, say that's actually for me. It's for, uh, for it's all uh, of you, really, let's hey, be real right now. Hey, I'm, uh, really, I'm only really comfortable, you know, calling out Steve. Is that scripted.com? That's scripted.com, yeah. Thank you. Steve, going back to what you were saying regarding Fiverr, um, I've seen people hire um, hire people to do like their social media artwork and stuff using using Fiverr, which means there's no technical knowledge involved at all other than using Photoshop, but they were able and to that's, just sit in there and make. <laughs> well, no, but like you know, slapping together <laughs> an image with socks on top okay, of it. Just a bunch of screenshots on top of each other, like. <laughs> so Fiverr, Fiverr for that stuff is awesome. I mean, yeah. I. I cannot highlight enough, when you're talking about, I need a little background jingle, or I need a, uh, I need a, a, a avatar created, or I need some, I need graphics for my PowerPoint presentation, or I need, sure. whatever, right? Um, they have, they have a whole bunch, um, they have a whole bunch of resources out there that can do stuff, right? So I'm just saying I wouldn't ask them to, I wouldn't give people keys to my website to log in uh, my production site and be able to make changes from Fiverr. But they want to create an image and send it to me, and I put it on my site. No, no issue at all. Yeah, I, I wouldn't ask them to like go configure WooCommerce for me. I, I definitely wouldn't do something like that. But you know, if it's like, hey, I need a simpler way to add users, then then you know maybe even then I would let them do it on a staging site and not my main production site or or write in a, write a, in a plugin. Point. That's actually a really good point in general. If you're hiring someone, whether it's through WordCamp or whatever it happens to be, turning over the keys to the back end of your website for someone that is just doing a little bit of work, is not fully invested in your site, can really be um, damaging. Just So it's just important to control that production site and, and be very protective of that. It's easy to just be like, oh, I'll just you know, shoot you over some credentials and log in and go do that stuff. But that can actually cause a lot of problems in, you know, even for people who are well-intentioned, because if they break something, where's the responsibility on them to fix it? They don't, you know, you gave them a certain amount of money, they're like, oh, well, sorry, they're out, they're done. So, you know, protect, protect that production site. But that, that's why backups are so uh, important, because I've actually seen where uh, a developer hijacked a site and kicked out the main admin, got rid of all the admin users except for them, 
and we had to point the domain to another host or to another instance of it of an installation and install the backup to get her site back because this person was posting things like they don't pay and blah 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 and like they were writing really vulgar things and there's nothing that she could do because she gave them the the keys to her home you know yeah I mean, I hate being negative about that, but I see that a lot with my clients. It's it's like really sad the accountability from the web development perspective, and I I'm you know constantly having to apologize and be like, look, not all web developers are doing that, but there is a high enough percentage of it that I think it is definitely warranted to take that extra step to be protected. So, Jason, along the lines of what you were talking about with design, um, there's a couple of sites that I want to mention for uh, getting logos created. Okay. Uh, uh, inexpensively. Uh, one of them that I know Chris likes is 99designs, uh, 99designs.com. I think that's uh, Chris turned me on to that. And then the one that I've used in the past is logotournament.com. I love Logo Tournament. I use Logo My Way for most of my clients. I've had amazing results. People get amazing, re like, they're just shocked at the logos that they're getting out of this. Well, so. what's cool about no, I really, really, really dislike these crowdsourcing logos because. Firstly, I mean, the amount of effort that any given designer is going to put into your logo has to be decreased by the fact that there's only a one in how many chance that they're going to get selected. Look, um, yeah, I'm not going to use a lot not, of ripping off of existing copyright work. I'm not going to use these for my clients where we're creating custom design solutions, but for a quick logo, yeah. it works. Okay, so let me, let me yeah. back up. That's for the clients who can't afford custom Go ahead, Chris. Let me, let me comment a little on, on the way I recommend using these so that it doesn't take, get taken out of context. So first of all, I don't use the contest side of the 99designs very often. Um, I think I've used it once out of all the times I've used 99designs. There is, as, because for, for lots of different reasons, and I like to pay people for their work, and I don't like to get, you know, look at a lot of stuff that people work on for free, plus half, like almost, I, I'd say 80 to 99% of the codes are derivative of the swoosh and whatever else, and it's a waste of time. Um, but there is a part of 99designs that is pre-made logos, meaning it's a catalog of stuff that's already been created, and it's created by industry, etc. And for people who have ridiculously low budgets and need something as a placeholder to get started. This is startups who don't yet know that they are even funded, right? Um, they likely want to spend the next six weeks designing a logo and spending $10,000 on something that should only be spent $99 or $150 on. And so it's, it's a very different dynamic with them to say, you don't know if you're a real company, you don't know if you have uh, anything going forward. You don't even know if this is the name you're going to stick with. Let's go Let's go to pre-made stuff that you can look through that are, you know, uh, based in the realm that you're in. Pick one, change the name, go, and get on to the more important tasks of your life. Sure. So you're talking more stock logos, like stock photography, as exactly. opposed to crowdsourcing. No, yes. Chris exactly. said this in 2013 at WordCamp Reno Tahoe. Is he said his client was so focused on picking colors and doing stuff like this that they weren't bringing in any income, but they were spending a lot of money trying to design on a drop shadow or on pink versus magenta. And it's like, listen, just go over and, and get something off Shutterstock, change the name to your logo, and move on because it's not that important until you're a Fortune 500 company. You yeah, know, they're bike shedding. Yeah, it's a, there, is a, there is a dynamic of when to do what right, 
and I can't tell you the number of businesses that have uh, startups that have died before yeah. they finish the logo selection process. So, and so one of the other uh, sites like this I want to mention that Chris also turned me on to is VideoHive. Yeah. So VideoHive, same kind of yeah. thing for, for video that you can customize yourself inside of After Effects. Really, really cool stuff. I want to give one more shout out in terms of tutorial and education. Um, Bob WP runs a lot of great stuff that's good for beginners that if you um, have clients that need to be trained on WordPress, that's a great resource as well. So because part of that is you know, a lot of times if we have, if you are a developer and you do custom sites for people, training might not be an aspect of what you're offering, but it's really important if you're turning over the keys to them, which is, of course, the entire point of a WordPress site in general. Um, so getting them trained properly is important, and uh, he has some guided courses as opposed to just the kind of DIY Linda type stuff, but well, valuable if you're, resource. If you're going to drop that shout out, I want to drop a shout out to Sidekick.pro, who... Mm -hmm. They're, yeah. they're, phen they're phenomenal doing that as well, and Ben mm -hmm. Fox is an amazing guy. You can learn a lot from him as well. And sometimes it contributor. We're doing shout-outs and unrelated to that, there's Plug and Palooza coming in Orange County. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Please Palooza us your plugins. Yeah, that's right, because we're at Orange County's coming up soon, people. That's sponsored by Glade Plugins. OC in the hizzy. <laughs> what? Oh, I love you guys. crack me up. I don't speak Long Beach, I'm sorry. Oh, LB in the hizzy, <laughs> Long Beach. What? All right, folks, anyway, we're wrapping up for today. We're wrapping up. See, we're wrapping up. We're hella done. Yep. I was doing it, two in it. Yeah, well, thank you all for Proven being on today. It. I appreciate it. Make sure you go to our website at wprcore.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. If you like this particular episode, hit the little thumbs up button. We would appreciate that. And if you are listening to this on iTunes or anything like that, leave us a review. Thank For you very sorry. much. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Be well. Take Design care. Design meetup tonight.